gonna go to the rave Can't take this same, it's okay We gonna party today uh, Anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello Say then are my friends or my foes Say then are my friends or my foes Hold on, I just can't wait to get this show on I stop my alarm and hop in the shower I'm shaking my dress to this drill I head straight to the stash Empty that little bag can't check for fin, take the risk, I might not be coming back I got a fanny pack, head to the dough Legal boy, Brian, we head to the snow We brought that lock back to work, so I doubt I can grab it, he's gonna be ready to go Approaching a friend, get us our security Access shorty, I just met a hype, these sh- for me Aha, it's a Kuna Matata Since the lift from the knees, it made them disappear, ta-da Yo, how did she do that? Yo, they took my jewel, bro, what the... Hey, you someone go to the race Can't take this same, it's okay We gonna party today uh, Anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello Say then are my friends or my foes Say then are my friends or my foes Vibe electric Edison nation, the lettuce and They talk about medicine Took three and they talk about wrestling The question is, am I trying to get reckless? Dove, so I'ma drop some in my panel back Can you flip for that excision set? It's in my system like a circuit Just lost in the moment, I'm nervous Screenshot some Snapchat Cause there ain't no service Road is spinning like a circus I'm looking at my just for certain Slides to the front like a serpent Dreadhead, so they think I'm serving Everybody get in low There's a bop, they be about to drop We break it on next just for sure Yo, can I hit that camel back? Hell no, I don't know where your mouth been Hey, you someone go to the rave Can't take this same, it's okay We gonna party today you go, depression, you can't say hello. Say then are my friends or my foes. Say then are my friends or my foes. Hey, you someone go to the rave. Can't take this, it's okay. We gonna party today. Uh, anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello. Say then are my friends or my foes. Say then are my friends or my foes. Welcome back to the Treehouse Show. You just listened to Rave Thing by yours truly. Today we have an extremely, an extremely super natural and super diligent and super hardworking DJ, producer, MC, rapper, songwriter, just all around, just go-getter, hungry. You feel me? We have the one and only Pat Tagonist. What is good, my boy? None much, man. Appreciate the intro, too, as well. Gratitude, gratitude. But no, it's, it's just a blessing to be here, for real. It's a blessing to have you, man. You feel me? It's, it's a little gloomy outside. Yeah. Um, You feel me? But you know what? Sometimes you need the rain so the sun can shine even stronger. Absolutely. It has to rain before the sun come up. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. How you feeling today, though? Feeling great, man. You know, it's, it's good to be in the city. Like I was telling you earlier, it's, it just reminds me of when I was younger and used to come down here with my friends and stuff. So I'm feeling amazing, man. What that, about you? That's beautiful. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I was dancing a lot last <laughs> night. Um, you feel me? I'm not going to lie. A little sore. Could have got more sleep. Yeah. But it was for a good cause. You feel me? It was mm. for a good purpose. 
um, connected with a lot of beautiful souls. That's good. And you feel me? Was just doing art. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And art gives me energy. So, Same here. Same here. I relate to that for real, wholeheartedly. No losses. No losses at all. So speaking of art, yeah. So what are you working on currently? Well, currently I am working on singles. This year I want to come in with just singles. I'm working up to an album, but we're gonna see where this single journey take mm. me. But you know, I'm working. I'm finishing up the last touches of my album, "Let Them Know," which is 23 tracks, and um, I'm getting into a little bit producing. I'm definitely trying to get some videos going as well. Mm. So that's that's all I'm on right now. Okay, how do you balance mm. production, songwriting? And like recording and mixing, like all of that takes time. It does, and all those are skills by themselves. Those are standalone. Yeah, you could just be a songwriter. You could just be a producer. You could just be a mixer. Mm. You do all of them. Yes. How do you balance the time of? Oh, oh man, I just feel like writing. But you know what? The song gotta. So it's like, how do you balance that? How do you kind of prioritize? You combining all of those talents. Well, what I will say is. I think about what has to be done first and what I think about uh, what needs to be done first is basically write the song. The song needs to be finished. Mm. We need to have a song. We need to have a product. So I finish the song first. Then, you know, I make sure that I register it. Now, before I register it, when it comes to finishing a song, I have to think about it. I always have to take it into mind. Do I want to have somebody else mix it for me or do I want to mix it myself? If I want something fast, then I mix it myself. Mm. If I want something like to sound super, super professional, like industry standard, mm. I go to the studio, which is by my house. It's called Envion Entertainment mm. and Country Club Hills. So we lay down a song. We make sure that I register it for mm. real. You know, I own everything. Um, if it's a sample in there, then we got to get it cleared because we trying to make money, man. I, I mean, mm. the music is not about money. I got to emphasize that. It's not about the money, but at the same time, the overall goal is to make it full time. So when I balance everything, I do the songwriting first. I finish the song. I for, I have to register it. Then after I register it, I have to come up with a plan. How mm. are we going to market it? How are we going to push it so we can grow? That's what I come up with. I, think, mm. I, I come up with a thing called the five-week plan. Mm. Just basically... And those five weeks, as the song is about to release, five weeks later, mm. come up with what you have to do to make sure that song thrives. Mm. That when it's when it's here, all the stuff you can do when it's here. Are these things that you've learned through trial and error, or are these things that you've kind of always known? Trial and error, and also reading. Mm. I, I've actually uh, seen a couple of people say things on YouTube or. I bought a couple of people's, you know, programs. B- books and programs and stuff and read up on it. And these are the most effective ways to actually benefit from your music. Because let's face it, man, a lot of us drop songs and and we think that we're going to have like just the overnight success. But like that's not everybody's story. That's only just the one percent. So I think you have to do your like research and stuff to make sure that your song thrives. Mm. And that's why I know about it. How long did it take you mm. to realize that you have to sacrifice your time from doing the things you love, mm. which is make music, mm-hmm. probably, or like whatever 
artistic process, freestyling, whatever it is, the most the most you enjoy out of the process. When did it? When did you come to that realization that damn, I got to do the shit I don't like to get where I need to be? Like the marketing. Let's be real. Nobody likes fucking marketing. Nobody likes marketing. Let me tell you something, man. I think I came to the realization of it um, fairly recently. No, no later than last year, maybe, but definitely this year the most. Because every artist, like I said, has that feeling where you putting out all this music. Like you said it yourself. Like I have a a big catalog. Huge. Like so, all these songs are out, and even though some of them had more success than others, it's like they can always be better. We can always improve. So, in what ways can we get this to everybody? Instead of a couple of people, I felt like that. I was looking like, dang, man, I, I want to be on right now. I want that success so I don't have to work my nine to five no more. But when I saw it wasn't happening, I was like, dang, man, something needs to change. And another thing, depending on people, I spoke a lot about that in the Sweet 22 record I sent to you. Like, I had this strong dependency for other people, mm. like the videographers, the uh, the lyric video people, the people to promote my stuff and all that stuff wait there's lyric video people yeah yeah there's people for different things that's why people have have you know different parts of the team but but i i felt like i needed a team and it's so hard to find a team a reliable a reliable team because not everybody is on the same page as you not at all because everybody's thinking like me 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 but they don't realize this is a team thing so if i win you win if you win then i win it's it's one of those situations but they don't see it that way so i had to get into my mind like okay i can't worry about what i don't have i have to worry about what i do have and that's me i can learn a lot of this stuff on my own and i can do it until I'm able to find those reliable people and those reliable resources that I can use to help me thrive. That's when I realized I had to sacrifice. Mm. You you talk about, I can't think of a song right now, but one of your songs, it mm. might have been Sweet 21 or salt, not Salt and Pepper, but... Lemon Pepper. Lemon Pepper, my bad. Yeah. It may have been that. But you mentioned like why you're independent. Uh okay uh I forgot how the lyric go uh something like that I'm independent don't care if you sign me I'm mm. independent don't care if you like me I'm independent but better than signing these rappers don't measure our music and writing beautiful now, I'm independent only for the simple reason I don't like how the labels treat artists mm. I've I've been to a couple of panels where artists personally talk about their experience with record labels and they also encourage. You know, artists like me and, and a lot of other indep- independent artists that we shouldn't sign. Because, for one, what is the label going to do for you? You're like basically the talent. When you sign, you're expected to have your own fan base. So, keep that in mind. Mm. Your own fan base. They're not going to market you. They're not going to sell you to nobody. You're supposed to already have it. Mm. So, if you're putting in the work and taking their money to get more fans... Don't you think that you deserve to have all the money mm. that you make? Another thing, you do a commercial. Why Why does the label get half of it? You do anything. Why does the label get half of it? Because they, they loan you the money. Exactly. It's a loan. It's like when you take a loan from the bank, take a mm. loan from school. You got to pay it back. Mm. I don't want to pay nothing back. 
Only thing I want to pay it back is the money that I put out to the people, you know, that I owe, pay them back. Mm. But I don't want to pay no label back if I can do it on my own. Mm. And that's where a team comes in. You got to do what you got to do until you can get a team, Mm. of course. But when you have that team, nobody can stop you. It's the same thing like a label. You'll be organized. And that's the future. I'm telling you this now. It's going to be more independent artists as the years go by mm. and soon you're there's not going to be there's not going to be no such thing as a record label so that's why i'm independent mm. are you can you can be the person behind the scenes and in front of the scenes if you want mm. you're in control of everything the label try to manipulate you to mm-hmm. think that you have no control mm-hmm. but it's just lies that's powerful that you mentioned that and russ y'all a lot of niggas like clown me when i mention the name russ yeah and it's like we need to stop doing that we need to stop doing that because it's like social media and memes yeah ridicule people they do it makes people disregard what the person says just Mm. because who they are and until you escape the matrix of that oh it's not cool to fuck a russ or it's not cool to fuck a big sean get him a chance just listen to their interview, and you be some of them. It's true they got nothing to offer, but sometimes, <coughs> Bitcoin, <coughs> Russ, they are actually smart ass motherfuckers. They are who are successful mm. and they have value to give. They are, and you are doing yourself a disservice by trying to be cool. So it's almost cool to not fuck with Big Shot. It's almost cool to not fuck with Russ. Get stop. Get out of your ego and just humble yourself and listen, and you will learn. You know, and and adding on to what you're saying mm. um, about it going independent. So, what would an ideal if you did go dependent, if you did sign to a label? Yeah. What What would make you fold? What What would they have to bring to the table? What would make me fold is 100% artist control, creative control. Another thing is, let me have my money. Let me have my royalties. Allow me to have my masters. Or a distribution deal. Because with a distribution deal, from what I've learned of it, is that it doesn't require much out of you. Like X had a distribution deal with Empire before he signed a full-on contract. Which only it pretty much is as simple as the label just slapping their name on your CD. That's it. Nothing mm. else. They slap their name on, on, on your CD. That's, that's more recognition. If somebody see that you got Interscope Records on your CD, they're like, dang, he signed Interscope Records? It puts that into their mm. mind. Now they want to support you more. That's way better than somebody mm. being like, all right, let me hit, hear your hit song. You play the hit song. Mm, not quite. I'll be back five weeks from now to hear another. Mm. No, I don't want to deal with that. So mm. what would make me fold is if they give me 100% artist control, they give me my masters, because in the long run, if they let me keep my publishing, then my family will be able to forever eat mm. generations and generations on. That white people money. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that slave money. <laughs> that ancestral, you feel me? <laughs> you that are 800 know. credit score. All right. <laughs> no, for real, man. I feel like it's not that I'm anti-label. Yeah. It's just I'm anti-abuse. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's abusive. It definitely is. It's an abusive, is. toxic relationship. Because what is it? It's... I'm going to prey on you mm. because you are financially illiterate. Pretty much. That's pretty You much. have talent. But I have talent too, which is I'm financially literate and you're not. And I know that. So I'm going to give you the money much. up front and, th- and you're going to get happy and you're going to blow it. And then I own you. 
Forever. And now you owe me forever. Forever. Especially these three-year, fucking four-year contracts. Fuck out of here. Man, some some people get signed just to get played. Like, um, designer. Man, that situation was sad. With the Panda situation, pretty much it was so they can own that song and use it. And then after that, he got shelved. Hard. He he. I see him trying to make a comeback, and I commend the brother. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie. It's, there's a sunken place in the industry. It is. And, and it's like, once you get there, man, it's hard to come back out. Yeah. It's a few people in the sunken place. Yeah. Wally. I would say... I would say, no, Gucci, Gucci got out the sunken place. He did. He got out the sunken. He could have been. But after he came out of jail, he just reinvented himself. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, it's so easy to get into that sunken place if you don't have a bigger picture. Yeah. And if you just chase in a moment. It's all about what they're looking for, man. A lot of these artists, they had a hard life. Mm-hmm. A lot of these, I'm not going to lie, a lot of these artists who are like one hit wonders, nine times out of ten, they grew up in the hood, you feel me? They had a heart, so it's like, they get a little money, you feel me? That's true. They get a little chicken. They don't know how to act. Or it's like, they don't have that guidance. They don't have that mentor, you know what I'm saying, that that Mr. Miyagi. But the thing about the industry is, is that no one really wants to see you in. It's kind of like that Kendrick Lamar lyric off of Damn. He said, ain't nobody praying for me. It's the truth. They're praying on my downfall. That's the only thing they're praying on. They're not praying for you to win. So it's like you have to have the true, the right people around you. But you got to understand, no matter how old, no matter how young, everybody is trying to win. And if they see you as competition, they're going to eliminate you. And it's sad that that's the story. But that, that, that goes on to show you that you have to have the right surroundings. Mm. around you because the industry is cutthroat that could have been anybody even the people that passed away even the exes even the um the juice worlds and that's another perfect example of people having the wrong people around you the juice world situation had so much potential but at the same time how they fucking let him have all them fucking perks on him i don't i don't know real life the the actual story of what happened because there's a million of them floating out. I know. But but what I will say is Whose man's though? Like Herb and Bibby. That was their guy. And you know, they had a couple of people with them and they were just bad influences. Juice was just like a normal kid, man. Like yes, he did drugs, but like he was into anime. He was like your average guy. You can have a conversation with him. He was real nice. But he just got sucked into that life and he couldn't fight that addiction either. But at the same time, nobody cares when you're making that money. It's like the R. Kelly situation. R. Kelly had all that money. Everybody was all quiet. But as soon as the money started disappearing, that's when everybody had a story. I never thought of it like that. Here he was going broke. Yeah. Ain't that about a bitch? Yep. You know what fascinates me? What? I'd be like watching random Joe Rogan clips. Yeah. And he has this one episode with Tim Dillon. Mm. And they're talking about the pedophile trafficking rings mm. and the islands. Yeah. And all that shit. And it's like, these are billionaires. Yeah. People that's bored and don't know what to do with their money. Squid game. Yeah. And it's how we don't we don't hear about it. We hear about COVID. We hear about Omicron. 
Yeah. Oh, Omarion. Omarion, right. <laughs> Sunken place. Yeah. Is he? No, I feel like uh, Omarion is actually doing well. I just feel like okay. he's just very low-key. Just low-key. There's a difference. Yeah. But back to the thing, it's they prioritize yeah. only when you're not bringing in value or by bringing that person down, it mm. brings them value. Best believe they're not going to fuck up they, they chicken. They're not going to fuck up their bank. Nope. So these billionaires, oh, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. They doing everything that you broke niggas doing, but they got money. Exactly. Or they doing worse, actually, sorry. Much worse. Worse. Behind, Far worse. Behind the scenes. I'm not saying what R. Kelly did was, was atrocious. He should be in jail. Absolutely. Yes. But other absolutely. niggas should be in jail, too. But guess what they not? Because they own the jails. So going Very back true. to what you're saying, you feel me? It's all about, it's, they care so much about the money. And yeah. we're talking about the value. The giving yeah. value thing. Giving value. You feel me? Cole Bennett, gonna go places. Why? Because he gives value. Gives I, value. You can always tell. You can look at somebody and you can tell they're gonna be here yeah. forever. They're gonna have a legacy by how they move. Cole Bennett, he's not going anywhere. I'm 1 million percent confident he's not gonna sunk in place. You can't sunk in place a person who gives value. Nope. Because that's, that's who they are. You feel me? Juice World, that little baby shit, he was... He was a pawn, and, and it's like it's no shame to them. They're kind of young too, and they'll learn. But it's when you just focus on, or you just look at people as an object, or as a money making machine, or as a product, yeah, and de- that dehumanizes them. You don't, you're not, you don't have. They didn't have Juice World's best interests. No. They weren't his real friends. Because if, and it, I, I can't speak on all this because I don't know all the. But from the outside looking in, it looks like they didn't have his best interests. Because if they did, I feel like they should have had therapy classes. Nigga needed help. That, and, and, and that and that and that's another thing I want to touch on. I uh, actually read an article recently that said some labels purposely take away the insurance from an artist. So if something happened to them, they're not accountable for that situation. They don't have to pay for anything. In fact, if the they artist if the artist dies or passes away, they get all the money from them. They even get more. Yeah. Look how they milking my boy. What's his name? Yeah, come to the party. Pop, Pop, Pop smoke. smoke. Yeah. The woo. Nasty. Disgusting. That last album was no. I don't know what they did, but they just threw out anything. I'm sure that wasn't even his vision. It's it's disgusting. It is. I feel like once an artist passed away, if you're going to start doing all them releases. He better that, have material. He be, For a. one, he better have material. And two, the proceeds need to go to his family. It don't need to go to the label. The label is eating enough. They got all these other artists. Think about all the artists that passed away on that label. You pop smoke. You had King Von. What label? Had, what label was it? Uh, Empire. Damn. K- King Von. Then also, uh, who's the dude that just recently died? The the it's the it's that rapper. I forget his name. Um, he was Juice World's cousin. Um, oh, I think I know you talking about. He just passed away. I saw he, him on Blackie Speaks. He was talking about that. He made a song about the Illuminati, too. I forget his name. Capital Steez? That's a long time ago, though. Not Capital Steez, but Capital Steez Raw. That's a, man, I wish he would have stayed alive because he would have been on top of the game. He was on some J. Cole shit. He was. Man. Capital As a Steez. kid. He's a youngin. He was young. Young Dolph. That's who it was. Young Dolph was on Empire, and also XX Tentacion was on Empire. Merch? X? Yes. Oh, shit. All these rappers on Empire, but they passed away. What does that say? Pretty much what that says is, for one, there's got to be some dark 
energy over there for one and for two the insurance on them because i know after x passed away even after pop passed away all this music was coming out that was unfinished and it's because with x situation they I, did x kind of dirty too i heard he signed a deal literally before he passed with empire so when that happened he had to drop two albums he dropped two albums bad uh bad vibes forever was his last album with the label which that album was horrible. I mean, the name, Bad Vibes. But see, the, the, the saddest part about it and the most disappointing thing, especially for X fans, was that X was going to release an album by the name of Bad Vibes Forever. It's just that he didn't get a chance to create it due to the mm. circumstance. That's almost blasphemous. Yeah. Because if you're a real X fan, you know what he was on before he died. Yeah. He was on some positivity, yeah. on some giving back shit. Some spiritual awakening shit before this COVID shit. So I feel like Bad Vice Forever was almost like an ironic statement. Yeah. But they made it almost, if you listen to the to the, the tracks, they were almost like some like some old X shit. Yeah. I'm like, that's not what he was on. No, he was on a more, a more yeah. positive thing. So it's almost blasphemous to drop Bad Vibes mixed whatever forever on some actual Bad Vibes shit. Like on some like, you see me some like, some like just some regular old X shit. And I'm yeah. just like. No, nah, they don't care. Just at least call it something else or like just, man, we need to normalize just letting shit in naturally. Just let it go. Nah, but see, that's the problem. And that's the reason why I'm, I'm uh, really against labels is because they don't care. It's just about the money at the end of the day. You're not seen as a human being. You're seen as an object. It's almost a slave objectification. But when we talk about objectification of women. Yeah. But it's almost men, we're objectified by like what we can do. You notice that? Yeah. I, I do realize that. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, women are more objectified by their bodies. By their bodies. Men are objectified by what we can do. Or what talent can do. or our, what we can create. I say this all the time, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's, it's not the same thing, but both of them have their problems. Yeah. And both of them need to be addressed. They do. I feel like it's the elephant in the room. It's the bro. elephant in the room. Let's call it out. And obviously, there's overlap. Women have talent are used for their talent, too. Yeah. So, there's definitely overlap. And some men, like, you feel me, like, the models, they use for their body, too. Yeah. But for the most part, men are mostly objectified no, for their... spot. you spot on I it. just came to that right now. Like, I've been kind of thinking about it in the back of my head, but it's like, it shows. We see it. Yeah. You're spot on with They're it. They're disposable. Just like the models, the moment that. they hit 35, disposable. Then they're going to look for the next thing. Same shit. Next thing to use. Oh, you hot right now. Here today, gone tomorrow. Actually, with social media, it's here today, gone tonight. And that's sad. I feel like we live in a microwave era. I feel like that's also why you have to stay so consistent with music now. I was watching a, a Sade interview, and he said that she would take 10 years to drop another album, and people still would care about it. You can't do that now. Cult fan base. A, a real cult fan, but but see, this was after her second album. Mm. People like Kendrick Lamar dropped three albums, and it took a, a took a fat minute. Yeah, but but he still solidified his name. Now imagine somebody like like we were talking about earlier, Lupe Fiasco, all them good albums, but as soon as he left, the hype disappeared. The hype for him went to somebody else. It went to Kendrick Lamar. Mm. So now Kendrick is in that spot that Lupe could have been at. But you know Kendrick is there. So I just I just feel like with this industry, it definitely needs a restart button. But I just can't I can't 
really blame what we have on social media like and everything. The, the Thanos snap. Yeah, just like that. I feel that, man. How do you think? And we're gonna go after. We're gonna go on break after this. Right. But what do you think about? So you, you spoke on that. You spoke how okay, yeah, you feel me. Now you got that inner scope. Now niggas fucking with you. You feel yep. me? You got that <laughs> empire. Now they listening to the whole album. Fuck a single. Yeah. It used to just be the hit. Now oh they gonna bump the whole album. And you say you kind of had a moment like that. So it's like you feel me. So and so, you got you won the competition. Mm-hmm. We whopped the bam Reggie's. You feel me? And it's like now that opened up more doors. More yeah. doors. What was that process like for you? Like, how do you, do you see yourself kind of falling into it? Or not falling into it, but how do you feel about that? How it's like, man, like, I've been, I've been making hits. I've been making music. But it's like, I had to, to do Reggie's. Now I'm, now I'm qualified. Like, do you feel any sort of way about that? Or do you feel like it's just, it just wasn't your time? Honestly, I feel like, uh, when I first, when it first happened, I felt like, dag, man, I've been making music for 13 years now. And it's like. Dag, like, why just now? But at the same time, when you think about it, you have to ask yourself the question: like, was you mentally prepared for the success that was coming or was on the way? Let's think about it. I ain't know nothing about sample clearancing. I didn't know nothing about copywriting, any of that years ago. You tell me that I would looked at you like what? So if I would have got on, they would have took advantage of me. I would have known nothing. So I feel like I'm happy that stuff comes later on because, for one, my sound matures. It, the growth behind what, what I do and how I rap, it's way different. We was having a conversation earlier about storytelling. My storytelling mm. didn't sound like how it is years ago. It wasn't until 2019. Now, think about this. 13 years. 2019 was the year when I was just like, all right, this is my sound. Put a song out. It did numbers. Mm. That became my solidified sound. So if I rapped all these years and then hit 2019, that just means that we all on a different time. Mm. All of us aren't going to receive it at, in the same time. Like Juice World, I'm sure it was rapping years way before he got on. Like I went to his SoundCloud and heard his earlier music before he was on it. He sounded completely different. He, he went did. by the name Juice the Kid. And he he went, was on some rapping shit. Yeah. But he got melodic. He found his lane. And he stuck to it. And that's me. I found my lane. I can do the conscious lyrical rap. That's my foundation. But at the same time, it's not a box to put me in. I'm on some some X shit right now. Like mm. I'm on doing I what, did see that, yeah. Doing whatever I want to do. Not what the people want me to do. A lot of your older stuff. Yeah. And we're gonna end it after this, but a lot of your older stuff, it was great. But it was it was it was kind of just some some like some MC shit. Yeah, you feel me? So some Russ new album chomp to just bars. You feel me? Yeah, which is great. You feel me? But you you have to be flexible. You have to be versatile. Of course. I'm not gonna lie. It's adapt or die. And and the yep. wave right now. I'm sorry. The wave right now is melodic. It is. That is the wave. Like that lyrical shit. It has its fan base. Mm. You will get somewhere. Yeah. But if you're trying to get to, like you said, the point where you don't got to work and you can completely be self-sustainable and flourishing. Have value. Not living, not surviving, living, and be able to give value comfortably just by doing your passion, you're making music, you got to sacrifice. 
You guys, and you got to be melodic to an extent. And you can be melodic and still be true to yourself. It's just find a way to do both. And it's going to be harder. But fucking stop being a fucking lazy ass. <laughs> but, but, the, but, the, but the funniest thing about you saying that, though, is I feel like rap has always been melodic. It, it don't, mm. it don't, it's, this is not new. The auto tune is, it, the auto tune is, is, is the only the new brought part. It to the next level, yeah. But Biggie Smalls. <sighs> He had parts where he was jokingly sing, singing some parts. Like he mm. said on one one of his lines, "What's love got to do?" And then he melodic, and, then, yeah. and then he rhymed it. And then um, Nas, suspect niggas don't come outside. You might get your way pulled back tonight. Mm. Like that. These are melodic flows and patterns. Mm. People always needed a melody in music. Mm. It's not nothing new. So I just feel like you can. I feel like for one. If people start to do lyrical rap, I feel like lyrical rap about to become the wave anyway. Because mm. all of this sad boy, depressed emo music, it's kind of it's dying. Yeah, Just it died like, with little that little peep era. Yeah, that X. That's when it was niggas tr- still trying to get on that, and it's like mm, everybody wants want to be juice too. Missed the wave. Everybody is trying to be juice too. You know how many dudes forcing are? it, and they're forcing it, and they're forcing it. It does not sound natural. I can tell they're trying to do it, and then like. If they're not doing that, they're doing the trap stuff. They doing all that trap stuff. So I feel like everybody trying to do that gangster King Von. Yeah, you feel me? Diss the dead homie shit. That that was the wave, like last year. Twenty. That yeah, that's when really the, when it first started. Yeah. But I feel like what's happening is both them sounds is dying, and and they and they need a new sound. They so do, this man. is where I think lyrical rap makes its way. It's coming back. But however, with melodic, more melodic, it's gonna be melodic, but it's also gonna be in a new format. Mm. It's not gonna be the boom bap beats that you heard. I feel like it's gonna be somewhat similar to Kendrick Lamar's "Damn." Mm. Modern beats, irregular, not really following a pattern. Yeah, yeah. not poppy as much. No, nah, just lyrical. Mm. And that's gonna be the wave. Watch, it's gonna happen because rap goes back and forth. I told you this before we had this interview. Like we was going from literally the uh, the NWAs to the and and also the hip hop, the hippity hop to the hip hip hop, and mm. you don't stop. The MC shit. The MC shit to to straight rock Kim and and um Eric B times mm. Big Daddy came. Them bringing the lyrical raps. Then we took a step back. Mm. We went to MC Hammer. And a vanilla ice. To, mm. Then we went to Tribe Called Quest and Nas. It's back and forth in history. Mm. And what's gonna happen is it's just gonna go right back. Mm. Lyrical rap can can be famous only if it has a story, mm. something relatable, or some like some clout shit mm. attached to it. I yeah. believe it. Look at TikTok. One yeah. of the biggest finesses. We're going to get to TikTok. We're going to get to TikTok. But we, we got to take this break. Take a break. We're yeah. going to get to TikTok because that's a whole nother elephant. Instagram Reels. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. But before we go on break, what's a good song to play on the break? Play them the song Sweet 22. Sweet 2022. All right. Let's get it. See you after the break. All right. Yeah. We not in the same league. We not in the same league. Yeah. Who the fuck you looking at? Don't matter. I'm blaffing the quest. Tell me your rabbit is fresh. Can't name it. Cause I ain't the best when I aim at the chest. I hope he had a vest. Cause I got a tour. Bonjour. She heard with a tour. None of these niggas can catch up. Catch us. I'm 2016 famous. That's a 
lesser You was a bitch, one cross-dresser Money make a mitch if he wasn't even ever killed Your best shot is a record deal Nigga said he sold for some mass appeal That's where the guru it works to supreme I tell these rappers they can't get the beam Not just in Hollywood, even a low Calculate average, I'll show you the total Shit is uneven, it don't even match Really a cripple should feel really bad Really I don't, so tell him he back His chances are win, it's something too bad Looking at, don't matter I'm back from the crust, tell me your rapper is fresh To the Treehouse Show, you just listened to Sweet 2022. 22 on this episode of Guess the Vegetable or the Fruit. What would you say this is? Man, I ain't even gonna lie to you. That that, that looks so close to a tomato, but it's not. So so, what is it? It's a fruit. Well, tomatoes are fruit too, so that doesn't really help. Um. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm lost on this one. You can enlighten that's me. A, that's an exotic. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's exotic as fuck. <laughs> it is a per per pernison. What is that? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Very uh, exotic. Uh-huh. You feel me? They are, I think, native to South America uh. or some parts of Southern Asia. Hmm. Very high in antioxidants. They taste like I'm just I'm not gonna spoil it, but um yeah they taste they taste I, almost like a potato, but if a potato was sweet, okay, but not a sweet potato if that makes sense. Not not as actually sweet potatoes aren't this sweet. It's like sweeter than a sweet potato, but mm-hmm. a potato, but not as sweet as like a strawberry or something. Hmm. But it would just be better to try it out. So you cut it like this. Mm-hmm. And you literally, you just eat the little squares. So if you eat that square. Right here? Yeah. Like that. And you, you just bite off of it. Almost like an apple slice. What do you think? It's just like a potato mixed with some. Yeah. Sweet, it's like the sweeter than a mm. potato, but like not as hard as a potato. By the way, that tastes—I would have never guess it tastes like that. You know what I'm saying? No. Pretty good though. Not bad. 
Yeah. Definitely something different to spice things up. Mm. Speaking of sweet 2022, though. All right. It's a you mentioned earlier. It's a thing that you. It's a almost a religion. Yeah. That you've been you've been doing since since your 17th birthday. Ironically, we say sweet 16, but you started at 17. No, no, not my 17th birthday. Uh, oh. Because this title represents the years. Mm. So we're in we're in 2022 now. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be sweet 22. But however, I started the tradition. In 2017. Okay. And basically what the track was meant to do and what it was meant for was basically the track that pretty much like a like a New Year's resolution. It talks about your plans. It talks about what you've already ch- achieved or what you've been through in the year. A reflection and where life is going to go. And as you see from the first one to the one now, so much growth. If I, I was going to end it at 21. Mm-hmm. But the plan of the song is to keep going until I make it into the industry. So if I don't make it to the industry next year, sweet 23. Mm. It's just a reflection, like how Kendrick got the heart and how J. Cole got a dollar in the dream. Mm. What would you say, sweet 2022? Mm. It's out right now, Fosterman platforms. Not, not on all SoundCloud for now. Because I got to clear a sample. But once th- that sample is cleared, it's going to be on all platforms. Okay. Coming soon. Yeah. How would you summarize it this year? Because I know speaking of 2022, mm-hmm. you kind of popping your shit. You feel me? Yeah. What's the energy behind it? Or what, what's the, the summary of that? Pretty much, I lost a lot of friends, should I say. I lost a lot of ties and connections and everything. And that's because, you know, when we grow, sometimes when we, when we go into different places, you can't bring everybody with you. Sometimes it comes to a point in life when you have to realize your worth and realize what you're surrounding yourself with. And I say it actually in the, in the, as the opening. I say uh, so, so, some that I left. No, some people left, some that I left. Uh, I'm not alone. I got some people left. That's what I say in the lyric. It's just a summary of it, of it all. Like a lot of people left my life. I mean, it's it's not taboo. Since the beginning of time, you know, people have left out of my life. But it's some people that I also left as well. Mm. For, for good and bad reasons. And I wouldn't even I'm not even just talking about this year alone. I'm talking about life in general. But I feel like the ones recently I left what was for the better for me and that person. Mm. A lot of your music. Mm. And we can, I don't know how far back you want to go. But a lot of your music is fueled by, you know, passion and emotion. Yeah. And one of the strongest emotions is the emotion of like a breakup. Yeah. Or loss, like like we're talking about, losing people. Yes, sir. How did, you have a song, I don't know if that's really a breakup. If if you're not comfortable speaking on it, that's cool. But describe your song, Destiny. You know, and what that meant to you, mm. you know, lo- losing a loved one in that sense. And, and you said you wrote the song before. Before her passing, yes. Destiny's Child, let me f- first say, that's a lot of people's favorite song by me. A lot of people was, so put, raw. was put on so real. to me by that song. Fun fact, quick thing. The dude that produced Sweet 22 produced Destiny's Child. His name is Louis David. He's, he's actually from uh, Mexico, so... Shout out my boy Louis. 
<laughs> but 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 no when i did destiny shop i remember i was at my at my friend's girl house at the time and it was one of those songs where the beat was talking to me but i couldn't get out what i really wanted to say so when i came home one day i was by myself everything was quiet i was able to get my thoughts out and i just started talking about the stuff that i've been through that still stuck with me which is a breakup that i had with one girl and then destiny of course i talk about her in the second verse of the song and i felt like what we had was so strong and it was hurting me at that time that she wasn't you know around me or in my life at the time so i felt like the song was necessary i felt like it articulated that well it spoke about a breakup but when she her when she passed the song went from being like a breakup type of song to a song that become became a memorial or a tribute to loss. So a lot of people that listen to it, listen to it because it symbolizes losing somebody, somebody passing away. And also the sample samples Brandy's Missing You from mm -hmm. Set It Off, which was a song talking about loss. By the way, Set It Off has like the best like sad day after day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they, it, it's immortalized, man. It is. It's, it's crazy how certain things just become memes. Yeah. They, they were not made with the intention of it's going to be a meme, but it's just, it, it, it just became, yeah. Ricky, it's just memes. It, it, it's, it's a meme. That's what generation we live in, sadly. Right now, everything is a joke. Everything is a joke. Speaking of this generation. Yeah. I'm going to say some words, and I want you to just riff off of whatever comes to mind. All right. TikTok. Viral sensation for the music industry. Reels, Instagram reels. Videos that take off for no apparent reason and random people find you and it gets you good money if they does do that. Conformity. The, the generations actually before and now, people having to do popular stuff to achieve success or trying to fit in. That's the number one. Trying to fit in with the social norm. Content creation. Something that has changed over time. Like something that went from just being about the art. To putting a dollar sign behind it. To putting the time behind it. Rushing people to create something every single day. Instead of taking their time and putting out quality material. Influencer. Someone who has the power to shape the world that we live in because apparently no one likes to make their own opinion. So they're under the cult following of the person titled the influencer and they listen to everything that person has to say. Leader. Someone who doesn't conform. Someone who sets their own path and doesn't care if anyone follows rapper somebody who basically is an mc to the crowd know how to rap knows how to rhyme knows how to just everything has everything that that an mc means lyricism storytelling abilities actually connects with the crowd a connection visionary 
somebody who sees everything not for what it is but what what it can be Childish Gambino <laughs> Atlanta no I'm just messing with you <laughs> no a wonderful artist somebody who doesn't limit themselves to just one title somebody that is very diverse in what he does he does everything from songwriting to acting to being a comedian everything that man is unstoppable mm. no i commend you like so much of what we do mm. we have to pay homage to the people who paved the way yeah. and who did it first and i feel like yeah, like people like Childish, yeah. You know, people like Nas, Jay Z, and you know that's like that's like a different generation. But for us, we kind of they were all just because like us growing up, that's who we saw. Man, I and we kind of saw ourselves in them. When I was when I was younger, I say eighth grade. Uh, this dude put me on to Childish Gambino. I was listening to his album Kodasak. That was what. I, that's oh my god, so fly, girl, you're so fly. What you know about that? Yeah. Do you like uh 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 or I be on that other shit? I'm flyer than a ostrich, and that's because I'm just corny shit. I'm not gonna lie, but it was hard. Man, that shit was not corny. That shit was hard. Niggas was saying it was corny, but to me it was hard. Let me tell you why people say Childish Gambino is corny. It's the same reason they said Tyler the Creator was corny. I never got corny from Tyler the Creator. I got like trying to be excessively like horrorcore or like. I just, I just feel like when you're different, because you gotta remember Taylor Gang, Chief Keef, mm. all of that stuff was popping off. So when, that time, yeah. so, so to hear somebody like different from that by default, they bro, were, mess with these. We got celery, we got green beans, we got asparagus. Man, I gotta get some grapes, man. You feel me? Get it in. I'm looking at some grapes. <laughs> Knock yourself out. No, but being different, even now, if you're different. You're a lame. Look look at okay. Somebody told me this personally, right? Juice World used to be at NIU recording. Dudes out there thought were thought he was a lame. Juice World was in college? No, he didn't go go to college, but he used to record there. You probably seen a video when he was recording Lucid Dreams. Mm, well, not Lucid Dreams, but um All Girls Are the Same. It was like a little ass studio. That was at NIU. It like someone's bedroom, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, in NIU. His name is, is Morgan. My ex knew of him wow but um but yeah so basically he used to go there and they used to clown him behind his back they used to call him a lame the dude mixing no nah, not him but but the people at the college used to be like he's a lame and the soft boy sad shit and nobody want that soon as he get on what happened he, he the best thing ever right it takes like how you were saying conformity it takes popularity for somebody to be accepted it's sad but it's the truth. Like, look at me. I make whatever rap I want to make, right? But a lot of my music evol- involves emotion into the track. It talks about relationships, love, life, all that. Nobody wants to really hear that if it's not popular, especially if it's not done in a popular format. So they're going to hate on me. But when I get on, I'm going to be the best thing ever. When I die, I'm going to be the best thing ever. Because that's just how this life works. That's how the game works. You can you can manipulate the narrative to be anything you want. And that's why I love being independent. You can paint the story however you want it to be. But them labels, you get with them, 
They have all the money in the world to flip the narrative on you. They can make everybody hate you. They can blackball you. That's what it's called, blackballing. They can literally be like, yo, I don't like him. He he is trash. He's horrible. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to paint him to look this way. We're going to make him look like a rapist. We're going to make him do this. The label? They can do all that, yes. Because all of this stuff is tied into each other. It's a system. When you got that money, there's a system behind it that's tied into it. So if somebody really wanted to make you look bad, they can. So that's what I'm saying. With Juice World, Juice World, they they had the money, they had the means to make him look like the best thing ever. You ever realize we saw all them freestyle videos? We saw all of these opportunities getting thrown his way and all of that. I've never seen him in a bad light. Never. But that's because they control the narrative. They I know can- we all make mistakes, but nigga got a... I mean, apart from that, he was an addict or, you know, had we struggle with addiction. Yeah. Never seen him in bad. Now, let's look at somebody like Chance the Rapper. Came out. Poster boy. Nice as hell. The hope of hip hop. He could be in the same breath as Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, all types of stuff, right? Then he falls off. I'll tell you how. Did he fall off? He did. He dropped that album. Uh, What was it? The Big Day. The Big Day. Went completely down. Because you know why? He took that break. Took that break because he got married, had a kid, all types of stuff. Came right back. His manager, quote unquote, said that he tried to go in the studio all the time and tried to freestyle. But in his that's what people like. In his earlier material, he was writing, oh, and uh, and all that stuff. He's a writer. Yeah, he does both, but but he does a lot of writing. But he tried to go in there with some I don't care type of raps, which is not really chance because he's always been very lyrical and experimental at the same time. But that's what that album lacked. It didn't have that much experimental. As a matter of fact, it sounded like a Walmart version hmm. of Chance the Rapper. So now. That put a dent in you. He could have came back, though. He could have came back. Tell you what happened. The poster boy that was independent and was the hope of the rap game started going on Twitter and started arguing with everybody on Twitter. Chance. Chance. That's not a good look. Painting him in a bad light because at first he was that man that was nice. Positive. Very positive. Never, yeah. But the labels, because you remember, he's anti-label. So now the media tied in with the labels and, and everything entertainment painted as like, oh, well, he's not so innocent at all. He's doing this. Boom. Destroyed. Career destroyed. Now in the sunken place. You ever realize that all the features he done after are actually good, but they don't really get no attention like that? I noticed that. They're like old chance. Yeah. But he's not, he's not breaking that barrier anymore. Nope. Just like that, you fall out of grace. I think it's on a Spider-Man. Yeah. It says, or is it Deadpool? I don't know, but it says, you live long enough to see a superhero become a villain. Become a villain. You know, Spider-Man 2, that's the whole theme. Mm-hmm. Like, Spider-Man 1, okay, it's a coming-of-age story. It's responsibility. And Spider-Man 2, it's it's all about, okay, now that you have all this power, are you going to use it for good or for evil? Okay, bam, you use it for good. Why use it for good? Because I'm a good person. Okay. Okay, you do it for good, but then, you know, you're human, so you fuck up. But then, like, okay, people start hating you. They don't see the bigger picture. They don't see what you stand for. You feel like, damn, they're not grateful. 
that's how that's how villains are made. It's like you ungrateful assholes. Like I'm doing all this, risking my life. I can't live a normal life. Spider Man just wants to be a normal kid, have him some Mary Jane ginger babies. That's all he wanted to do. That's all. He didn't want to be been by a fucking spider. People forget. He didn't choose. Like all the other superheroes were kind of they kind of chose that shit. The Avengers Shield shit, mm. like Iron Man. He chose that was his death. Spider Man was a regular ass nerd ass kid, just happened to get bit by a spider. But he had to do all this shit. You feel me? Because that's just who he was. He was was raised to just, you feel me, like do the right thing. Yeah. Spider saving the world was the right thing to do. But then imagine you do that, which not even your passion, and niggas still don't appreciate you. Nah, that's that shit sucks. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, but that analogy, we see it happen in the music industry all the time. People who you fall far from grace. You feel me? Drake is a prime example of that, in my opinion. Has he fallen from grace though? He hasn't fallen, but but he's looked at differently. For sure. But I think he's changed the perception of how we viewed him. Oh, definitely. He's no more the nice guy, the the Prince Charming. He's a fuckboy now. He's definitely a fuckboy. He changes to a fuckboy. Who's I, still lit though? <laughs> I also watched a video talking about um the Drake we all once knew is gone. And what and pretty much what he was saying was we looked at Drake as this untouchable dude. Like no rapper can mess with him. No one could take him out. Then push the T happened. And and when Push the T happened, it didn't mess his career up in the sense that it stopped him from being the successful artist. But in a sense, my bad. But in but in a sense, it did ruin his rap career because in rap, mm-hmm. you're meant you gotta go back. Somebody come at you, you have to come back. Seen the Fifty Cent's, Ja Rule's, Nas and Jay Z's, they fought it out. But with Drake, he pretty much, it was behind the scenes, allegedly, saying that he sent people to look for information about Pusha T. And then he had went on record and said, um, yeah, I had a record, but I thought it was too ugly and I didn't want to release it. So that happened. And then he responded on his album with saying, I ain't hide my kid from the world. I hit the world from my kid. That right there was the revelation of the sixth guy being untouchable when it comes to rap. Mm. Because even though he's still successful, people don't take him serious as a rapper. They no don't. More. They see him as just a popular. He's narrative. a power figure. He's he's become a power figure. Yeah. But he's no longer like that rapper dude. He even said in his interview. I don't do this with rules no more. I do. I, I live with the you can't. with the mindset of I do whatever I want. Yeah, he, he's he's not. He's no longer a great, like not the Jay Z level. No, you know he'll never be. Kanye's interesting though. Kanye, but see, Kanye has never ever had to be in a situation where somebody dissed him. He's made weak music, but he's never been like disrespected like that. If he was disrespected, I wonder if he could do. Actually, you know what? Take it back, Rowan. He did get dis- disrespected by Drake. And then and then he did respond, but it's like he's Kanye. That shit was weak. Both of them are like, <laughs> I feel like that whole battle Drake did come with some hard bars, but it's like you're too going, my guy. You're too going on a rap side. Like we don't want to hear none of that diss battle rap stuff from you. We just want to hear some popular music that we can dance to. And he stayed in his lane. That's what he's do- he does now. And 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 it's no problem with it. It's just. Don't come out here thinking you' gonna be considered one of the best rappers. We're gonna consider you one of the best pop artists. But it's okay. 
he's if he okay with it, mm. we okay with it. Absolutely. Let's talk about some some crazy cowboy stories now. Okay. So you say you went to you did a lot of stuff in in high school. Mm. You said you did um step class on a step team. Step yeah. team, you know. Yeah. So you you kind of was engaging with other people, mm-hmm. you know, picking up skills. Mm-hmm. You said you went off to community college for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you said, from wherever you would go, kind of your reputation would follow you. Like, you try to, you make a big move. Mm. And you said, um, you went through this phase in high school, switching up high schools. Mm-hmm. What was that like, you know, kind of, I guess, overcoming? Because you said that was like a lowest point in your life, one of the lowest points. Yeah. You know, just all that. I guess cloud or you know friends that you made now yeah. you got to start all over shit was hard man no lie it, it was hard because um basically no one likes to start over it's true if it's like like some people do some people are, are just built to adapt and i feel like as as a human race we 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 are gifted with it for the most part for the most part but at the same time that doesn't mean that the denial ever gets less because denial still sits there like you be in your head like dang that's not gonna happen that's not gonna man my life gonna be like this forever then you get the rug taken from under your feet so i feel like with that situation i didn't want to accept it but i had to and I, I just had to live with it i say a year later i got i i got better with it but I feel like it's because I had somebody from my school, the past school, come with me over to the next school and, mm. and made it more easy. But eventually we wasn't hanging, and so I had to get used to it on my own. Mm-hmm. I got some new friends there as well, mm. but I still was in my head like, I still don't like this shit. I feel like as an artist, we so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And um, I have some friends, and they're, they're strippers, mm. and they, they told me, and I just can't make this analogy like right now in retrospect is mm. they're telling me how before mm. they were strippers, they had lower self-esteem. Mm. But after now they became strippers, they see all the attention they get. They see how much power they have over, you know, the, the customers, how much money they get thrown. And it, it just builds up their self-esteem. They feel confident. Mm. You feel me? They feel like they feel like they're worth something. They mm. have value. Whereas mm. first you feel me, they were low self-esteem, looking in the mirror, didn't like the reflection type shit so and i was be thinking like about that. that analogy i was like did rap kind of do that to you too did, did that build your self-esteem because you told me how like you would start off going to these schools before you feel me niggas knew that you, what you was about and you yeah. would kind of be quiet keep to yourself and then, but then once they find out that you're a rapper yeah. you feel me then it's like okay now they know i'm a rapper and you say then you become cool yeah. you feel me now you're the talk of the town you said community college you feel me now you have a little situation yeah. now you drop a diss track so it's like would you could you say rap did for you like what stripping did for these girls? I feel like rap to 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 give you an example of what rap was like for me. Rap was basically like okay, a security guard that's trying to be a police officer, where he finally get that badge and that gun. That's what rap was the badge and the gun <sighs> for me. Like it was just a symbol of honor, especially if you can do it. Especially if dudes knew you could actually do it. Like you could walk around like yeah, you I'm that spit, guy. Though. Yeah, that's what rap was for me, a badge of honor. Yeah, he not on the team, but he could spit though. Yeah, he's still gonna take your bitch basically. Type of <laughs> shit. And people believe it or not, people love rappers. They love rappers. Like when people know a person got some talent, any type of skill, and they see it, it gets a whole crowd of people. 
depending on the talent. That's beautiful. How did you, how do you deal with almost the backlash though of that? Because everything has yeah. a positive and, and a, a negative. negative. Yeah. So with all that clout and attention, yeah. you feel me? How did you deal with that? You feel me? The backlash of that. Well, um, the negative side of it, you have to come into a, a realization. One of the one of the realizations you have to come to is people that accept you for you and people that are accepting just the artist like your name can be charles your rap name can be fucking xavier mm. do they love charles Fuck you xavier do okay, they xavier, love do they love you Char do they love charles or do they love xavier and that's the mm. question that every artist has to ask himself like you're doing all of this and people saying they love you and all that but do they really know you mm. and my music i can say they I, and my music i can say they know me mm. That's because my my music is my story, you know, but not er not everybody can say that. Another thing you have to deal with is the haters. Mm. Just like you got a lot of people that will love your music, you got a lot of people that's against it, mm. and you have to come to the, in terms with yourself that music is very subjective. Like some people gonna feel this way about your music. Some people hate on your music, never heard it. Like with Russ, a lot of people mm. don't even know how Russ sounds. Mm. They just hate on him because it's popular. Never listen to one of his shit. And like not to go off topic. Yeah. But the the Dave Chappelle comedy show. Yeah. The thing he almost got canceled for. Yeah. I'm not gonna speak on it. But half the niggas who's complaining ain't seen the show. Never seen the show. They just see these excerpts, these thirty second TikToks of with just the part the point that's out of fucking context. Way yeah. out the fucking fucking context. Yeah. And they get triggered. I'm like, nigga, watch the show. And then you can have the audacity to get triggered. They, they don't want to do that because people are very lazy. We touched we touched we touched on this a, uh, a decent minute ago too. People are lazy. They don't like to click a link. They don't like to go search anything up. <laughs> they just want everything given to them. And that's the reason why they believe and be so invested in these clips because it's right there in front of their. It's face. confirmation bias. Yeah, they already feel some kind of way. Yeah, but because of whatever their trauma they've been through. Yeah, well, whatever the fuck that is projection. Or they just bored too. Or they just bored. Some. I feel like ninety percent is trolls. The, 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 tro <laughs> the trolls, or it, like I just feel like another thing. I feel like these people that just have all these opinions be people that's broke as hell. Sitting on the damn couch, looking in a mama the, house. Like, bro, just look around at your surroundings and think to yourself: Is this where you want to be? <laughs> so, so speaking of taking things out of context, don't take your life out of context. Look uh, at the bigger picture of your life. Like, like for real. Like, bro, you you at your mama's house. Bet you don't even probably even pay the rent because you ain't got no job. Don't wash no dishes. No, no. Didn't even take the trash out. Didn't brush your teeth. But you had a mouth. You have. All the words in the world to go ahead and fix your mouth and say something about somebody who's richer than you. You don't got no time on your hands. Matter of fact, no, fuck that. You have all, all the time here. Okay, you have it's, no life. It's insane, and it's and it's just and it's like we've all been there as like, but it's a phase you grow out of that. You know, you like that as a team. But going into some like, people don't though. But go ahead. But yeah, going into like um, so like so. You, you know these things happen, and then it's like a lot of times it's fueled by like a girl or like a breakup or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What's what's something like from your diss tracks or like what's something? Cause you mentioned you mentioned that like one of your situations, uh, mm. I believe the song was Salt and Pepper, Lemon Pepper, Lemon Pepper. I keep calling it Lemon Pepper. You mentioned how a situation happened 
Were you involved in a threesome? And uh, then, that was fate. That was fate. That said that. In. Okay, fate. Fate. I said. I said. And now you don't pick up my phone calls. I should have never had a threesome. Now I broke us off. Okay. Is that is that kind of like a consequence of the clout from being a rapper, and then but then it blown up in your face because I, that was somebody you actually cared about. I wouldn't say it's not that didn't happen because of rap. I say that happened because you said you got lucky. <laughs> shit. Look, no, I'm gonna put it like this. Like that situation happened because boy i was just being dumb as hell for one but for two it was just two people that you know how it'd be like when people really be highly attracted to you yeah and, try, and be trying to do stuff with you and um in that time the person that i i guess you could say i had broke something off with we weren't really together at all it's mm. like somebody i was really just talking to but we didn't have no label on it mm. so i pretty much thought like off the strength of that do whatever you want but that didn't make it feel better mm. because when after I did what I did, I kind of felt like in my head, like, damn, I just shared a moment with this person, but now I'm doing this and shit, this don't even feel good. Like, I feel like this dark energy inside my soul and I felt like I really lost somebody because the whole time they texted me the whole night, I'm not texting them back. Real shit. Then like, did you lying? Yeah, then I'm lying, and then they figured out the truth, and then they get sad, and then they're not talking to me. I just feel like I messed something up. But she came back, and, and, and um, I guess you can say we worked on it, but I didn't. We, we ended up breaking up. Like, we got to, we got with each other eventually, but we broke up. And I talk about that relationship in the Naker album. If you Go listen. stream that. Go stream that for go, sure. Go stream Naker. It's nice always kills everyone responsible. That's mm. the name of the title. Mm. It's just an abbreviation. Naker, nice always kills someone responsible. Yeah, you talk about being a nice guy. Yeah. You have a song. Story of a nice Story guy. Story of a nice guy. And then that's, that's almost, it's like, you're a nice guy. Yeah. You feel me? And then the opposite of that happens to you. Yeah. You feel me? Whereas there's a video. Mm-hmm. And then now... You learn from that. You know, fuck all that shit. I'm finna, you feel me? Enjoy my youth. Have a fucking threesome. You feel me? Just do whatever the fuck. That hurts you too. Now, it's just like you get, you gotta heal from What's everything. What's the balance? You gotta heal. That's how you find balance. Healing first and just analyzing your situation for what it is. It's how you find balance. Trying to get even with someone doesn't work. It just only hurts you. And it only just makes that other person right. And you'll never ever heal from that shit. You'll be uh, forever be sad. So I feel like with the Naker album, especially with the title, the definition pretty much means is sometimes being nice can get you killed. The, the, the person that holds the niceness can get killed. They can die, but not really die. But like they can... A part of them. Yeah, a part of them can die and they can become something else. Kills everyone responsible means eliminates everybody who contributed to the fact that they're not nice no more in some kind of way yeah yeah because we all we all lose something yeah you know when you when you participate in that what what's the way that protagonist is healing let's let's end on that note what's the way the protagonist heals or is healing the way i heal is through my music man i re i self-reflect i think about what has happened i accept it gotta forgive and just move just move past it you can't contemplate it you can't think about it too much because you think too much on it then you stay in it forever you'll stay in the darkness forever so just accept that it happened accept the growth that comes with it 
And also remember that, man, we all just young, man. We're young people. And I, I used to always think so much, why this person do this? Why this person do that? But at the same time, not everybody grows up the same. I've always been a, a deep thinker, you know? I always think about, like, stuff that other people wouldn't think about, should I say. What's your sign? Uh, I'm a Capricorn. Capricorn. Oh, so you and Zion, I was having a great time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, I, I deep think or overthink, too, on a lot of stuff. And not a lot of people are on that frequency. Not not everybody thinks to themselves, so, oh, yeah, I got to be loyal or this and that. And a lot of people still fight demons. Most of us, all of us, yeah, all of us fight demons. Some demons, somehow, some are bigger, some are smaller. But to that person, it's the biggest thing in the world. But, but like for for example, the one the video person, you know what I'm talking about. They they fight fought a lot of demons, you know, to get to that point. A relationship with a a seven year relationship with somebody for that to go wrong, and now they're hurting, and now their their coping method is pretty much hurting everybody else. That's mm. just how it goes. It's gonna keep on going. It's gonna be a pattern. Just but gotta the, break the cycle. You just gotta understand that no, no matter who you hurt, it just comes back on you. Karma is just gonna spin around the block and come right back to you. The ever evolving will of karma. So yeah. will of fire, burning everything in his path. You gotta break the will. You have to. You gotta fight it like how X was fighting his demon on that one video. I think that was called. Was it sad? I think it's sad. I love it. I love it, the imagery. That's the one th- good thing they did for X. His, the, the two videos they dropped after he died were, yeah. were fire. Yeah. Definitely that was, that, was, that was most definitely raw as hell. But no, that that's how I heal. I feel like that's powerful. A lot of people could relate to that. And like you said, man, the things that tear us apart often bring us together. And it the, does. And the more that we we talk about these, especially as black men, yeah, you know, the more that we embrace talking about our feelings. And mm. shout out to Juice World, and shout out to you feel me, Kanye. All so of- I, niggas sleep on Kanye. Kanye was the first nigga to talk. Kind of they say it's soft, but he was talking about how his feelings. You feel me? The more we speak on that, you feel me, and get rid of this fake hard bullshit. You feel me? Wave. You feel me? The more that we can heal and prosper, you know, as a community and all that. But um, yeah, we we go we go we gonna wrap it up. But what's what's some things that um you can have everybody who supports you to be looking out for right now? Man, look out for all the music videos. I want to get something for Story of a Nice Guy rolling. Most definitely, Sweet Twenty Two. It's gonna have something. Definitely pay attention to all the singles I'm gonna be dropping out this year because I'm not I'm not p- pulling no breaks. There ain't no pausing. We coming consistently this year. Twenty Twenty Two is eat. And and the album is coming pretty soon. So make sure y'all ready for let them know. Let's let's get it. I'm excited. Pat Tagonist. And yeah. I, I feel like such an asshole. Happy fucking birthday. Appreciate it, bro. Happy Appreciate fucking it. birthday, man. 22 years of life, you know. I'm Hope- 24, but yeah. Okay, 24, my bad. No, no. I, I, I understand. I keep thinking I, I understand 2022. The, I understand the confusion. No. I'm so slow. No. But no, no, you're right. Duh, 2022. That's the year, not the... See, I'm thinking it's, not, it's 2022. That's shocking to me. I'm thinking it's the age because it's so weird to that. No, no. I, I get it because usually people have that sweet associated with their yeah. birthday. But that's your energy, though. You just embody such a youthful... You yeah. feel me? Full of life energy, and I love that. And happy new year. You feel happy me? Happy new year, my happy God. Happy fucking new year. Let's let's enter this year with power. Let's yeah. enter this year letting go of resentment yeah. and crabbing a barrel ass 
disgusting, Mi- stinky ass, little PP energy. Let's let's, let's support each other. Let's support each other and add value all year. And just give. Yeah. Give, give, give more than take, you feel me? And you will you will be overwhelmed with abundance. Yes, you, you will. You have so much abundance coming to your life when you just give without intention, expecting anything in return, that you'll never have to ask again. That is big facts, and I'm not even going to disagree with it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And with that being said... Ooh, I'm getting, I'm getting out of shape. Okay. Uh, stay hydrated. Stay breathing in that good ass oxygen. And most importantly, most importantly, stay basic. You are listening to Biters by yours truly. Oh yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh yeah, they bite my swag. Don't chim it on time, chim it on crap. Huh, yeah, don't really care if they bite. Don't really care if they bite. Don't really care if they bite. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. Oh yeah, I'm getting my back. Oh yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh yeah, they bite my swag. Don't chim it on time, chim it on crap. Huh, yeah, don't really care if they bite. Don't really care if they bite. Don't really care if they bite. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. To metal, they gas you up till they get shoveled to bury your legacy. They miss you, disease or a tragedy. Bite off your come up until they get cavities. Uh, sick is that human centipede. Uh, they cannot leave, they look up to me. Uh, I find it endearing. My enemies don't know I'm making my haters my employees. Sipping kombucha, go have your bud like Sniffing oxygen, go snort your snow white. Eating can of a mint, canoa, akin to a Digimon, got like a can of time. Rasking girl, just like some cinema. Uh, getting her rose like some cinema buns. We get to touching and feeling. Uh, we gon' get kicked out the cinema. Let them imitate, try to intimidate Law of attraction, them gonna eliminate Don't duck off a wheel, just keep pushing Stay still at your mama stack, your break, get you a place It's sunny outside, take your dog for a walk Skinny dipping and seeing the waves get lost Get bucket, get shovel, build sandcastle Stay in the prison, I lost in the sauce Oh yeah, I'm getting my back Oh yeah, I'm giving it back Oh yeah, they biting my swag Don't chim it on time, chim it on crap huh, yeah. Don't really care if they bite Don't really care if they bite You are supreme, don't need designer jeans It's funny how when you at bottom Your friends see no trace on the come up one See you at end of the race Nah, they cannot eat from my plate <sighs> Get in the mood for some mudras, uh Get in that from Kama Sutra, uh Muchachas that sip it, kombucha and scooching I'm spitting about y'all in my music Built up anger and anxiety Let that flow, baggage leave All that at the door, keep it bottled up You gon' explode, stay ten toes You moving beyond all that treason Oxygen in the trees got you cheesing Pollen in the air got you cheesing First trip of your favorite season Discovered her niggas, not Easter Now Mother Goose got you calling out for Jesus You doing some assault out of joy Thanking nature for giving you all of the reasons Oh yeah, I'm getting my back Oh yeah, I'm giving it back Oh yeah, they biting my swag Don't chew it on time, chew it on crap huh, yeah. Don't only care if they buy Oh yeah, I'm giving it back Oh yeah, they bite my swag